streaming on the ESPN app. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Mike Murphy. Yes. Fred Hubner. Yes. Murph and Fred back together again on ESPN 1000. Let's get rolling here. I'm Mike Murphy, the Cub fan from good old Lions Township High School at Grange. He's Fred Hubner. The happy White Sox fan. The happy. I'm the sad Cub fan. Thank uh-huh. you, Fred. You're right. He's the happy White Sox fan from good old Martin East. 10-4. In Cicero. I grew up in Cicero. There's not too much I believe in unless I see it. All right. By the way, a little bookkeeping here. Uh, we will be uh, stepping aside at... And what? 10, 10 o'clock in one hour for yep. a big Notre Dame uh, Notre game. Dame Wake Forest. Uh, and uh, the game gets underway at 11, a pregame at ah. 10 right here okay. on ESPN 1000. They must uh, be in the Eastern time zone or a South Bend start, whatever, TV, whatever. So uh, we're going to be. Uh, it's push- at Wake Forest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, lots to cover in the next hour. Jesse Rogers, about five minutes away. We'll break down and try to figure out uh, the good and the bad. Uh, you know, that was ugly. At uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The only thing that was ugly was the bull- White Sox bullpen in the eighth <laughs> inning. Everything else was glorious. We have a lot of great Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll questions up right now. We won't plow through them. You plow through them. Vote right now at ESPN 1000. All right, you know what? I thought it'd be fun, Fred. Uh, this was one of those uh, times the Cubs and Sox both playing the same game. And in the old days, they used to just have, like, the one telecast. Yep. And they'd flip-flop between, like, the Cubs. Or the, now, they uh, both, uh, well, Channel 9 carried the uh, White Sox call, right? Mm-hmm. Hawk and uh, Stoney. Yep. And yesterday, uh, NBC Chicago Sports Chicago had, uh, you know, Len Casper and uh, uh, Jimmy Deshaies. So, uh, EO11, Eric put together... EO11. <laughs> Eric put together, uh, this is like the happy and the sad, back together. Sure. And uh, when the Cubs do well, we got their sub. I followed immediately by the Sox call and vice versa. So, let's go right now. The case, Cubs did well right off the bat. Case right off uh, right off the bat is right. Daniel, of, Dan- of Daniel Murphy, Daniel right. Daniel Murphy's bat. Let's go. Top of the first. Fans are still settling in. Let's listen to the happy Cubs call on uh, NBC Chicago Sports. Sports Chicago. And we've got... Uh, Hit high in the air down the right field line. It is hooking, and it is fair. A home run. Daniel Murphy yes. with a leadoff blast, and it's one nothing in the first. <laughs> well, Murphy's starting to pick it back up after uh, scuffling for a while, starting to make more solid contact. He went deep the other night in Arizona. And a great way to start this ball game. But let's listen to the other booth, the not-so-happy. Yeah, they weren't real happy. Not-so-happy booth. Get foul. Get foul. <laughs> Get foul. It won't. And it is one nothing Cubs. That's number 12. 12 and 39 are the power numbers for Murphy. And he starts it off the way the Cubs wanted it started off, which is one to nothing up. One to nothing. But, uh, Fred, uh, now it's going to be the happy booth first, I believe. For quite a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bottom of the second, uh, Cubs still have that lead. But, uh, you know, Quintana's out there. And we'll talk about that with Jesse in a few minutes. But uh, one of your uh, catchers 
Kevin Smith, right, Fred? Uh-huh. He comes up to the plate, two men on, nobody out, and there's Quintana, and he's going to throw up a high school roll. And then the Cubs fans throw up. Rolling curveball. Happy Sox booth first. That ball hit into left center field. Stretch. Stretch. He's back. He looks up. You can. Put it on the board. Yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Kevin with just his second home run of the year. He's now driven in 19. The Sox have a 3-1 to lead, and that ball shot out of here. We told you about the wind. That was a line drive. The wind didn't affect it. Rolling breaking ball. Quintana ah, oh. has one leave the ballpark because there was no late movement. It just kind of settled in, and Kevin hit it out. Well, that was the happy booth. Let's go about uh, 15, 20 feet over and uh, hear the unhappy booth with the same call. And a drive out in the deep left center. Way back there and gone. That is a three-run homer for Kevin Smith. And the White Sox have the lead 3-1. to one. Well, These two innings couldn't be more different for Q. Uh, Q. Yeah, Q shut him down in the first inning. In the second inning, not uh, so much. Rough day. We'll have Jesse joining us. He was at the game in a moment. Uh, so things rolling along. Cubs can't generate anything. Now it's uh, four to one. Heading into the bottom of the sixth. The designated hitter role, Fred. Now we just heard the uh, Kevin Smith. He was uh, DHing, right? And he hit the uh, three run homer. Right. Now with the righty coming in, uh, Marples, uh, Maples. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, a, a switch, a pinch hitter for the uh, DH, right? That's right, Daniel Polka coming in. Well, he's looking like Babe Ruth. Remember when uh, Schwarbs was going to be Babe Ruth Schwarbs? I think you got Babe Ruth Polka. Let's go to the happy booth. That ball hit hard. He just looks up. You can. Put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is 6-1. Hell yeah. Well, forget that tie at 26. Daniel Balkas hit his 27th. It's just an amazing run for the young man. He got a curveball that time. He was mystified by a curveball in the first pitch. Maples tried to go back there a second time, only this one stayed over the inner portion of the plate. And the line drive rocket was gone in a blink of an eye. He's the new babe in town, not Schwarber, Fred. My gosh. No, when we get a chance, having. when we get a chance, we'll compare some numbers between Polka and Schwarber. Oh, Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, ninth inning, Cubs are down. Uh, final score will be 10-4. to four, And, uh, well, let's just listen to the final out of the game. Let's hear the happy call first. Hawk and Stoney. Take it, right Has popped up right side, and when this ball comes down, this ball game will be over. Yes! So the Sox in this big three-game set for the Cubs as they're trying to win a divisional title. And a series of pride for our kids. They win it 10-4, and I'll tell you what. Ronaldo Lopez is a thoroughbred. Well, Ronaldo was just brilliant today. He went seven innings, gave up a run on five hits. He didn't walk anybody fan eight. And when you give up a leadoff home run in a big series, and this, look, this is an exciting series for our Sox and a central series for the Cubs. When you give up a lead home run, it's real easy to hang your head. All Ronaldo did after that was make sure that they wouldn't get any more runs. He 
gave up four hits after that, and that was it. Stoney's exactly right, Fred. It would be easy, down one nothing on the first bat, oh, yeah. hang your head. And a great job by Lopez, Ronaldo Lopez. He made the Cubs hang their heads. Yeah, he sure did. He's pitched really well his last five, six outings. He's been tough, shutting down teams like the uh, the Yankees in New York. He yeah. beat the Tigers, the mm-hmm. Orioles, and now the Cubs. But let's listen to the unhappy final call. This will do it as Davis pops it yep, up behind yep. the bag. Foul ground, Davidson makes the catch. And the White Sox win the opener. Season-high 19 hits for the Southsiders. And a 10-4 win. Yeah, rough day for uh, Jose Quintana here oh. today. He'd been going along nicely at a 185 over his last four. But hmm. second inning ambush. Lopez to starter. Very good for the White Sox here today. And all adds up to a fairly easy 10-4 win for the home team. Want to say thank you to NBC Sports Chicago for the Cubs call and good old WGN Television for the White Sox call. It's Jesse time. Bring in Jesse Rogers now on with Murph and Freddie. It's been 1,000. Hey, Jesse. Damn, gum it. <laughs> I, I just want to know if I just want to know if your kids sing the song uh, that we, we play. Hey, Jesse. My ten-year-old hey. loves it. As a matter of fact, yes, she, she is singing at home right now. There's no doubt about it. Very cool. Um, that was my tribute to Hawk, by the way. Damn, that was, yeah. was great. That was great. Now go grab some bench, would you? Exactly <laughs> right. The Cubs grabbed a lot of bench yesterday. Yeah. The Stony was right. Lopez mm. was really good. Yes. Cub fans don't want to hear it. Oh, mediocre pitcher. Uh, no, not lately, yeah, and that's all that matters. What is he doing lately, and he's done really well. Yep. I mentioned to you, Fred, yesterday, he was 98 to 78, or 78 to 98, no matter how you want to look at it, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, curveball, fastball, he had the Cubs off balance, and, um, I mean, he's done it four or five starts in a row, so there's there's more than just the Cubs as proof that he's been good. So he was good, and Katana wasn't, and that's the ball game right there. Yeah, the game wasn't out of reach quite. It was the sixth inning, and uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Bryant was up, and I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm saying, go high. It was two strikes. I go, I say, go high heat, and he went down and away, and he went inside, and Bryant just missed it, and then he went high heat and 98 miles an hour, and I don't care who you are, you're not going to catch up to 98 miles an hour high heat. No, you're supposed to lay off 98 high. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was great. You're 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 not wrong. It was four to one, and you know maybe the one managerial move at that point, uh, uh, Murph, you can you could attest. He brought in Dylan Maples, yeah. not exactly an A reliever, but it is four to one, not four to three. It's a deficit reliever, and he he you know that the game ended at that point. So. But and, his, and the key there is the other A relievers were all rested. So could yep. he have gone to Chavez down four to one? Yeah, he could have. Um, and then you worry about today and tomorrow. But uh, obviously they they were behind the eight ball once uh, once uh, the the offense got rolling against Quintana. Well, you, you, you do raise a great point. Uh, some and you know it's late in the season. We understand that. But sometimes even late in the season, and that's where Joe. I'm not taking sides. I don't know if he's right or wrong, but he's consistent. And he still says, you know what, I'm going to lose the battle to win the war. I'm not bringing in my Chavez and my C-Shecks and my right. Wilsons. He got the feeling, I'm guessing, that, you know what, we're not going to score runs today. It's just not happening. Now, to recap, the Cubs are magic number stays at eight. 
as the Brewers win. The Cubs now lead the Brewers by just one and one-half games. And the half game, you know, Mom says, what's that half game? You know, it is confusing, but it means that they, uh, they've played an unequal number of games. In fact, the Cubs have played one less game than the uh, Brewers. So the Brewers still have an off day is what that means. I think it's next Thursday or whatever. The Cubs have no more off days at all. But let's go back. And, Jesse, you just brought that up. You don't bring in your ace closers, relievers, I should say, yesterday. You go to the uh, B team, you know, and you said they had, like you said, the day off the day before. But here's where I want to go to. And fans hate this, and we're only going to do it for a minute, the three of us. Okay, Fred? Okay, just just a quickie. But they had, okay, they played Wednesday in Arizona, right? Uh Thursday's the off day. But, Jesse, what time... Uh, did you do the uh, did the Cubs get back in from the Arizona game, the Wednesday game? Do you know what time they got back into O'Hare and back in their beds Thursday yeah, morning? He, he, yeah, I mean it's actually a little earlier than than they would have thought because the game ended about nine o'clock mm-hmm. on Wednesday. It was a remember it was a two twenty game. Anyway, they got in at like three instead of five, so still late, but three instead of five. Three in the morning. Yes, three in the morning, a Thursday morning the instead of five. Day. That was the off day. That was the offer. All right. Now, you know the creatures, the ha- creature habits. So sure. you get the, 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 any team, not the Cubs. So any team, they land back 3, 4 in the morning. When do they actually get their head on the pillow, roughly? Each guy's different. I know. The yeah, pillow. each guy is different because a lot can sleep on the plane. They, but, you know, uh, okay. probably 5, 6 a.m. maybe. All yeah. right. That's your off day. First off day in 30 days without a game scheduled. And I'm not making mistakes. We're just doing the facts. Okay. So mm-hmm. the off day is really, what, sleeping? And uh, then you go to bed Thursday night, right? And you got a 3 o'clock game. Here's what Joe said after the game. And I think I agree with him, but everyone's going to say, oh, come on, come on. But let's listen to what Joe said right after yesterday's game about the day off Sometimes you need a day off after a day off. I think I alluded to that earlier on. So let's just let's just trust in the power of 24 hours. All right, stop the tape. Everyone I know hates Joe. I don't. Right. I love Joe. And that could be cannon fodder right there because it sounds, well, stupid. But I was thinking it before he said it. I go, you know, that day off was great. Jokingly, I said, you can almost use another day off. <laughs> and then he says it. Was he just saying that for the guys? Does he feel that in general? How do you read that, Jesse? No, you're right. We probably shouldn't spend a lot of time no, on this because no. you're a fan. But that, that's 40 years of being in the game and just understanding the rhythms of it. That's what it is. It's not an excuse. That's what it is. Okay. I 100% know that he, uh, you know, if the game had been at 7, it would have felt a lot different for him and the players and, frankly, myself, who returned from Phoenix the same, not the sure. same time, actually, later. Yeah. But that was the key. The fact that it was at 3 o'clock instead of 7, it almost feels like it, it's at 1 o'clock or noon. It doesn't matter. You still have to be up and sort of on your game ready. So I, I, I think a, a savvy fan will understand what that means. Sometimes you need a day off after day off, especially after an overnight flight. But you're right. Nobody wants to hear it. We're in the stretch run. And again, even I will be slightly critical. Like, I think Madden's strength is April, May, and June, and July, so you're not saying these things in September. But, but, right. nobody can envision 30 and 30, so it is an unusual right. thing they just came right. out of. 
If, let me just last say, if they lose the division these last ten in, in Chicago, then yeah. this is on them, not nobody thought, else, no schedule, nothing right. else. Oh, no, I just wanted to bring well, one that of the, yeah. yeah, one of these years they will they will stop scheduling a Friday three o'clock game because Cub fans, you know, they were they were worried they wanted to protect the Cub fans coming south because of there were there was one or two incidents a decade ago, and now they won't schedule a Friday night game, but they have a night game tonight. So I don't understand what the point was of having a three o'clock game on a Friday. It doesn't make any sense. All right, so let me just say this, fellas. That Cubs team yesterday, there's two things can happen. They were lifeless and dead ass. When a guy's pitching, lights out, like Lopez, there's the oldest expression in baseball. When you're not hitting, you look dead, all right? Now, were they not hitting because they were, you know, just lackluster? Or were they out? I mean, he was a terrific pitcher. So that's the lifelong argument. Here's all I'm leading up to. They better not be lifeless today. I'll give them yesterday, whatever the reason was, cow jumps over the moon, whatever. But if they're dead ass lifeless today, that's not that's no good. Until until Joe says that some days after a day off you need two days off. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's I'm with you, Murph, hundred percent. You always give a break here and there, whatever. But look, if you lose okay, it wouldn't shock me to lose the series at this point. It's one out of two. If you get swept, that is devastating but right now you're right you deal with today and after a dead-ass day where you had to deal with maybe the russell news who knows how that affects whatever it is that was yesterday the power of 24 joe said it now you come out with a with a 10 times better effort now if you lose three to two or two to one or some you know something where you play a great game and lose you that that's baseball but all, all, all we know is you can't get swept this weekend. Let's start with that. That would be devastating. But today, you're right, Murph. You better show up a lot better than you did yesterday. No doubt about it's it. our guy, Jesse Rogers. A few more minutes with Jesse. Busy guy. He'll be uh, uh, covering Cubs and Sox throughout the weekend here. You can hear Jesse's reports right here. Remember the old must-see TV? Must-hear? Yep. Must-hear radio. Yep. Lester and Giolito <laughs> tonight should be a good one. All right. Now, Jesse, Fred, let's talk about Quintana. Now, I've... I've never, here, it's, this is very delicate, so listen closely because I hope I can word this properly. Mm-hmm. I've never been anti-Quintana in that, to me, he's a 500 pitcher. I know he's above 500 with the Cubs. Understand? Maybe what I'm saying, he's, not, he's, not a, he's never been and still isn't a big game pitcher. Now, you look at Zambrano. He, you know, record-wise, statistically, you know, he's one of the top 10 15 Cubs starting pitchers of all time, statistically, I imagine. That's off the top of my head. You can look it up and prove me wrong. Zambrano was a terrific starting pitcher, but he never won a big game in his life. He bollocked up two of the games in the Bartman Miami, you know, uh, series, uh, the Bartman series. He had two starts. He bollocked those up throughout his career. So far, Quintana, to me, has never been a big game guy. He throws that pitch yesterday. Jesse, you were on with Fred and me a couple of weeks back after the Milwaukee Brewers and Braun on a Friday, coincidentally. You know, we were, he threw the same pitch twice. Quintana did to Braun. The rolling high school lazy nickel curveball and Braun reached out. Nice right-handed hitter. Boom! Right. He threw the same stinking pitch to Kevin Smith for what I say put the nail in the coffin early. That the three-run homer in the second. That was a ball game to me, but his first pitch was the rolling curveball inside ball one. The second pitch, out 79. The second pitch caught the outside corner, 79. One ball, one. Straight. He throws 
the same pitch the third time. Fred, you saw it. Yep. The rolling curveball this time, thigh high, just over to outside of the middle of the plate. Nobody saw it better than Kevin Smith. Boom. You know what? What's this guy thinking? I know everyone loves him. Oh, he's a great guy. I'm not saying that. I'm sure he's the greatest guy in the world. We had our high school reunion last night. Oh, yeah, that girl. Oh, all the girls liked her, you know. She could. Uh, she was a good cook and that. But, you know, the guys you know, didn't really, you know, flock around her because she was a good cook. The point is, I don't care if Quintana's a nice guy. He's never proven to me that he can win the big game. And that pitch, whoever called that pitch, he should have shook it off. I was going to ask you that same thing. Whoever called the pitch? Well, or, yes, or he yeah. could have shaken it off. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he shook off a fastball Whatever. and came back to that. Yeah. What say you, Jesse? I think uh, as as I think you put it pretty well. I do. I, I, I you you've heard me before. What did I say yesterday before the game, Murph? You heard me say it. Here's a moment that's a little emotional potentially. He's going back to the south side. I want to see how he re- reacts. Like this was his little mini version of a September playoff game, right? And he came up short, just as he did last October. I've said all year, I want to like him. I want to like him a lot more than, than most people have talked about him you know, since coming to the Cubs. And there are moments that you do. There are moments where that curveball is so pretty, you want to package it and, and, and send it to every pitcher that you know. You know what I mean? But then he comes up short. And I agree with you. The best way to put it is the big game thing. It's probably a little bit more nuanced than that. But does he rise to the occasion enough? No. You know, it feels like no. And then he'll come back, though, and bounce back from it. So, I don't know. Maybe if he has a bad final start in September, he'll bounce back and have a good one in October. I don't know. But it doesn't feel like he's consistent enough for you to believe in him in October. And luckily, he's number four, if that. And, you know, Montgomery could get a start. I don't know. But it would probably be Quintana. Hmm. It's unfortunate, though. I really, I said it before the game. I really wanted to see how he'd react to emotion, an emotional game like this, even though it's a little thing, not a big deal that he's back. And he came up short. So I'm with you on it. I am. You know, uh, coming into the game, the September rotation for the Cubs, Hendricks was two for two and one. Lester was two and one. Quintana was two and one with a 196. So they've all been stepping up. Hamels has been the guy that struggled his last couple of outings, but everybody else has pitched well. And you're, you're right, Jesse. Going back to the south side, maybe that got to him. You know, let me just say this, and I don't want Willie Contreras to get mad at me like, you know, he and the Caparoo. Oh, by the way, let's bring in EO 11 as we visit with Jesse Rogers, Murph and Fred, ESPN uh, 1000. Uh, our Twitter poll number two, let's just see what the results are. We're on rapid fire here, Jesse. We got Notre Dame football at uh, 10 o'clock, so Murph and Fred shortened today, so we're trying to put 30 pounds into a five-pound bag. Jose Quintana, here's the question. How'd the fans vote, EO? Jose Quintana, is is he uh, a Buick, a Mercedes, or somewhere in between? Now, don't tell Willie we're doing this. EO 11, you're a car guy. And what should I put down? Is he a Buick or a Mercedes? What would have been better than something in between? Uh, something in between, like a, a Lexus or like an Acura, like uh, a luxury, but not the highest luxury. I'd say right. that's in between. That's what I should have done. Of course, I had the high school reunion last night, so I was doing these on the train <laughs> this morning. Now, what the fans say, EO11? Um, okay, so 6% of them said that he's a Mercedes. 39% of the voters said he's a Buick, and 55% said he's somewhere in between. And then Cap signed up and just said he's elite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm going to use a word that's not kind. As You know what happened to Quintana yesterday? It's not kind. 
It's hyphenated, so I don't know if it's one word or two words. He's shriveled up. Now, I hope Willie don't hear that. But he... he hey, well, Willie's got his own problems. He's, shri- he's shriveled up. He, in other words, he wasn't up to, uh, to the task. And, you know, maybe that's harsh to say, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before in him, right? We've seen this kind of thing before. And it's unfortunate because there's so much potential, it feels like. The starts that, that Fred referenced, four or five in a row. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did, uh, did G, uh, um, Jim Desay say at the end of the broadcast? Like a 184 over five starts. But this felt like a big one coming off the, the road trip and against those, uh, a team 60 and 92 and whatever. And sometimes you do have to match the other pitcher. Like, I, I, I relate this to hockey. Sometimes the goalie has to match the other goalie save for save, even though they don't face each other, right? Same thing with pitch starting pitch. They don't face each other, but you get the feeling Lopez is on. I mean, if you look at the numbers, the last four starts, you know he's on. Sometimes you got to match that guy. He does not rise to that occasion, right. at least not enough. All right, last thing, Jesse Rogers. Fred, the designated hitter, all right, we know the deal, American League Park, uh, the National League team, the Cubs get to have the DH. Fred, do you happen to have the numbers, or let's compile, how did the White Sox DH, because they pinch hit for the DH. They went three for four with three runs scored and five RBIs. Two homers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs DH was 0 for 4 uh, with two strikeouts, a weak ground out, and a line out. That'd be Schwarber. It's one game. I know it's a small sample, but other than the Quintana pitch, that was also very telling, Jesse. The DH got clobbered. The White Sox, as Fred just said, three for four, two homers, five ribeyes, three runs scored. Cubbies 0 for four. That's not, that's not good. Well, two things. He's coming off an injury, hasn't taken uh, an at-bat in like a week, so whatever. I'm talking about Schwarber. That's true. But also, it highlights that, uh, you know, this team was supposed to feel like an American League team, the Cubs, but they're having trouble finding six or seven hitters, let alone nine these days, that can hit the ball. So it's really been a weird, weird year offensively, I will admit. I was on board in the first half. I really was. But just like the Cubs brass, you, you, anybody that watched them closely in the second half recognized there was something more than just some mini slumps going on. And Schwarber's right in the middle of all that. What the heck has happened to the danger factor there? Just, but you're right, one game coming off the injury, right. let's see how it plays out. But this team's supposed to feel like an AL team feels anything but offensively most of the second half. Hey, Jesse, great job. Uh, hey, you know what? I got a, I got a nugget for you. Because usually we say, you got any nuggets? You got any pearls of, uh, of wisdom out there? They're a game and a half in front. Better win a couple of games. That's my nugget. It's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I agree with you today's like, show-up day after the last two games for sure. Let's see if yeah, they show up. They better have some. Ron Sano told me once, he, says, he said, Murph, he said, when we were five games in front, meaning back when he played, you ever hear this one, Fred? When no. we were, when we were uh, five games in front, it felt like one. But when we were five games back in second, it felt like ten. Yep. Now, I don't know. That's Ronnie. Sometimes you have to unravel it. But uh, it's not easy being even a game and a half in front, is it, Jesse? That's a great point, Murph. It really is. It's not easy being on top. And in, in this NL, this year... If you're three up, you're going to be one up. If you're one up, you're going to be three up. You know what I mean? Like every time there's a push, there's a yeah. back. And then every time you're going backwards, you go forward. So we'll see. But but this is crunch time, week to go. We'll find out, uh, you know, who, who's if the cream really does rise to the top. And the, and the Cubs have been there for a long time. It'd be a shame if they fell out of first in the, in the next few days. But I think they've rebounded well every single time they've been challenged. Let's see if they do it again. Great job. Hey, Jesse, you always go, see you later, Yurko. Give me, a, <laughs> give, me a, give me one for Fred. See you, Jesse. See you, Freddie.
Take care. <laughs> See you, Jazz. Murph and Fred back in a flash. Short show today. Notre Dame pregame coming up at 10. We're going to, hey, vote right now. We have some great Twitter poll questions. We'll see how you voted on those when we return. We got Bears questions, Cubs, Sox, back in a flash. ESPN 1000. See you, Jesse. Welcome back. Martha and Fred just visiting with Jesse Rogers. Cubs a game and a half in front now. Milwaukee match number stays at eight. That was a big game yesterday. Uh, Ivan Nova was shutting down the Brewers, and then there was a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Nova had to leave oh. the game, and the Brewers come back an inning later with six runs, three homers. I was watching that game on the Pirates broadcast on TV, wow. and the Pirate announcer after yeah. the third homer in an inning goes, What's going on here? It was pretty funny. Not, not for Cub fans and not for, obviously, other yeah. the Pirates, but the Brewers just played long ball. Moustakas went deep and a couple other guys went deep. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was over quickly when uh, they put up the six runs. I missed the uh, – I didn't know about the rain delay. That was good to Two know. and a half hours. Yeah. And, like I said, Nova was pitching really well. He'd given up just one run. The, the Pirates actually had a 3-1 lead. They were And it was starting to rain again. I listened to the game on the way home from the station last night on Sirius, and they were saying – Let's finish the top of the fifth. At least there'll be a, a you know an official game, and then in the sixth inning is when they scored the runs. Today it'll be John Lester on the bump. He's sixteen and six. His uh, Ernie is three point four three versus Lucas Giolito. He's had a few rough uh, rides lately. Usually but... early, usually That's early. Right. So if the Cubs get to him early, there's you know I mentioned uh, some some a comparison really quickly of Paulkin and Schwarber because you mentioned oh, yeah, it. Yeah. I mentioned this like a month ago. Like who gets the nickname the Babe? Are no. they going to pass it from Schwarbs to Paulkin? Yeah, no, that's okay. He doesn't need a nickname. Uh, with a name like Paulka, you got enough nicknames. Uh, <laughs> but Daniel Paulka, uh, the numbers with Schwarber. Paulka has 64 fewer plate appearances, okay? Mm-hmm. He's got 27 homers, Schwarber with 25. 64 RBIs for Paulka, 58 for Schwarber. Their slash lines, Paulka's is 243. 294, which is pretty low on base because he doesn't walk much, but a 504 slugging. For Schwarber, his average is 238. That's uh, five points lower. Mm-hmm. 355 on base, again, because he does take more walks. His uh, slugging is 469. That's about 40 or 35 points lower than Polka's. So Polka does what Schwarber does, but right now this year, he's doing it just a little bit better. Very similar build, very similar yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. Both are, uh, you know, DH type guys, uh, borderline outfielders, although, you know, Schwarbs has played a Schwarbs lot better. Is a better I, I hate that uh, Schwarbs is probably a better outfielder than Polka. You know, Schwarbs is much maligned because he was brutal. He was a catcher through all his yeah. little league, high school, college. College and the minor leagues, you know. But uh, let's take a look right now at our Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll. EO11. What's up, Murph? All right, the fans have been busy. Let's go through these and see what. Oh, number one. Can't wait to get the results on this. Will you miss the Hawk? Yes or no? Very simple. Hawk Harrelson. We just played some sound bites. Final. Three games, I believe, right? Is this yep. it? Sunday? Final three games. Sunday's the grand finale. Yep. I would have voted yes, yes, a couple, three times, but you can only vote once. You can only vote true? once. I'd, I'd no doubt vote yes also. I'll miss him. I, I just love him. But you know what? There's too many of those young upstarts well, that uh, that uh, don't don't understand uh, what Hawk does. And if you played one of the calls earlier, yeah. and Len Casper described 
There's a ball hit down the right field line. And Hawk just said, get foul, get foul. It's a TV broadcast. You don't need to say, there's a ground ball to short. You can see there's a ground ball to short, okay? Hawk does the call a little bit differently. He always has. And I'm definitely going to miss him. I love the Hawk. Uh, and I like I like Len Casper a lot, too. But there's a big difference in broadcasting. And it's starting to go towards the other way, unfortunately. Uh, they describe each and every single play. Well, there's a ground ball to second. That's why we have TV. We can see it's a ground ball to second. And the other thing, there's an old expression, familiarity breeds contempt. I think people, you know, maybe they get worn out by all. I don't know what it is. I'm going to vote yes. Fred's voting yes. Let's guess, though. I wish I, I wish I had a Yaz jersey to wear today. That's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Let's uh, guess. Oh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be sixty forty no. Sixty percent. Do you miss Hawk? Right. It's going to be sixty forty no. So more than half are going to say, uh, "Will we, yeah." So they're not going to. You say more people are not <laughs> going to miss him. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. Most of them are the same people that are they're criticizing Trubisky after two games. What do we have? What do we have, Eric? <laughs> All right, will you miss the Hawk? 73% voted no. See? They will not. See? Right, I told you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the upstarts, the youngsters. I'm on the, I'm on board with the uh, not missing Hawk. Yeah. I have not been a fan since I was in, like, middle school. Yeah, well. Let's go to number two. And I thought two. you knew baseball. Jose, <laughs> Jose Quintana is he A. He's a Buick. B. He's a Mercedes. C. He's somewhere in between. Did that fluctuate any since we brought it up with Jesse there, EO? Number two. No, we're sitting at the same right now. So 6% Mercedes, 39% Buick, and 55% somewhere in between. Well, if he's a Mercedes, it was shriveled up just like he was yesterday. All right, number three. Little Bears uh, Twitter uh, questions coming up here. Why is Tariq Cohen underutilized? And we're talking about touches, right? Yeah, there's no doubt that he is. It's unbelievable. You look at it, he's only had nine rushes and four catches. Mm. Total of 66 yards. So, A, B, or C. Why is uh, number 29 underused? A, well, they're avoiding injury. He's a little guy. You know, they're trying to, you know, not to expose him to, to okay, that's He's a. not Jesse. He's a lot stronger than <laughs> Jesse guy. is. B, they're still learning how to utilize them. Let's be honest. They don't even, they're not sure. That's, or C, well, you know, come on, Murph, Fred. He's just not that good. You know, maybe you don't want to overuse him. Maybe you don't want to overexpose him. So they're avoiding injury. They're still learning what to do with him. Or he's not that good. You got other weapons. I have no idea where this one's going. I know where it's going. Me? I'm voting B. They're still figuring yeah. out what to do with them. It's B. I think this will be a big B. Doesn't mean that's how the vote went, though. I think it will be. I think it will. Eric? All right, so why is Tariq Cohen underused? 4% at the bottom saying avoiding injury. 21% saying he's just not that good. All right. 75%. Saying he, they are still learning to utilize him. Well, what are they gonna? Yeah. Should be the follow-up question. Again, I, I just, I just beg for you to be patient. It's two games in. Well, I, no, no, right. Yeah, but I don't know if this. What they haven't figured, but maybe there should have been D, another one. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what the fourth option was. They should know by now. Listen, they got too many weapons now. They, they're trying to figure out how to use them slowly but surely. Uh, you, Miller's only got a couple of catches. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're going to have to use him more. Allen Robinson is a guy that's actually struck up a nice little uh, connection with Mitchell Trubisky. When Trubisky's in trouble, he finds Allen Robinson. So now he's just got to work. You know, they got to call more plays for Cohen. Get him the ball. 
Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll number five. Khalil Mack improves who the most? Mack improves fill in the blank the most. Is it which of the other three uh, linebackers? He improves uh, Leonard Floyd's uh, play the most. Uh, Danny Trevathan's play the most. Or Roquan, not Roquan, Roquan Smith's play the most. I don't know if there's a clear-cut answer to your own opinion, obviously. Uh-huh. But the four linebackers, the three, four, two outside, two inside. Can you make a determination? You want to make a vote? Which of the three other guys is most uh, benefited by uh, having Mac on the uh, outside uh, left? All right, Floyd Trevathan Smith. What do you think, Fred? Or maybe I would it's... go with the I would go with the defensive player of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, I would go with Danny look Trevathan. At, look at him. We're the same again. Yeah, uh-huh. That's exactly right. Sort of a trick question because he's going to come in last. That's what I'm thinking. I don't. I don't know. We'll all see. Right, all right. Uh, the inside linebacker Danny Trevathan lines up next to the other inside linebacker to Rook. Smith of Floyd on the outside. He's going to be de- declubbed. Less of a club on his paw. He's got the Q-tip off his hand. He's going to have a bus, uh, less paw club there. Uh, what what they say, you know, you want to talk about go from the bottom up. Why the results come in on this? Yeah, this one's really close, actually. So right. 24% voted for Roquan Smith. 37% voted for Trevathan. And 39% voted for London Floyd. Oh, that's fair. So that's tight. In other words, nobody knows. Or maybe the answer is they're all they're all right, all of the above. Yeah, help every one of them. All right, here's the easiest one I ever composed on the train this morning, but I like it. Yes or no? Are the Bears a playoff team? What could be simpler? uh, Always very easy to put together. Let's slide in, Bear fan Bob. Bear fan Bob, we only got about thirty seconds. Notre Dame football, go. Are they a good? Are they a playoff team? Not yet. Okay. They better uh, they better learn how to go deep uh, against uh, this team. Otherwise, this Dinkin and Duncan stuff is going to kill them on uh, Sunday. Problem is, is Trubisky is not seeing the field. His progressions or reads something is wrong there. I don't know what happened with uh, Fox and Dust Spiral Doggins, but they're going to have to fix this. That will answer your problem with Cohen. That's why he's not being utilized. He's not seeing the field correctly. You, you uh, get Trubisky out there seeing the field better because he missed a lot of open guys on Monday night. I was at the game and saw it from my vantage point. He better be careful of these safeties, though, with uh, the Cardinals. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Boston and Buffet. These are big boy safeties. But the Bears' defense should do very, very well against uh, what's uh, their quarterback. I can't think of his name Bradford, right now. Anyways, Sam Bradford. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should do very well against him as long as they double-team Larry Fitzgerald. Good Guys, job. that's what I got. Good job. Have a good day. Thanks, Bear fan Bob. Thank right. you very much. And when we return, we're going to get those results. Are the Bears a playoff team? Yes or no? Vote quickly. Back in a flash, Murph and Fred. Uh, vote at ESPN 1000. Murph and Fred, 9 till noon every Saturday and Sunday. Now today, we're going to step aside, Fred. Why? Notre Dame football as the Irish try to pile it up a little bit. They've been winning a lot of games close. They are at Wake Forest today. Mm -hmm. 11 o'clock kick. We've got the pregame for you at the top of the hour. We'll be back to our three-hour sports gab fest next week. Oh, that'll be perfect next week with just a game or two remaining in the regular season. Uh, Maybe a playoff preview. Maybe, Uh uh, maybe, uh, you know, some, uh, some nervous time. 
times next uh, week. Jack Brickhouse said, Woo boy, woo boy, brother. Uh, let's bring in EO11. What were the results of our final Twitter poll, Eric Ostrowski? Are the Bears a playoff team? Yes or no? Oh, man. What do you think the vote's going to be, fellas? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no uh, 65%. Okay. I want to say yes all of a sudden. But what do you think? I think it's going to be about 66% yes. That's my pred- I predict, said Swami Merv. Eric? Okay, so this vote has uh, just over, we've had it up for maybe two hours. It's got just over 500 votes, and we have a 50-50 tie. No. Seriously, it's 50-50 right now between yes and no. There you go. Nothing <laughs> makes me happier than the teeter-totter. Well, I got 50% on one side and then 50% on the other side. That's true. Let's run that every week, okay, Eric? No, really. Every week, and, will and, the Bears make the playoffs? Because it could change by right. based on record and, and everything. And yeah. keep, keep track, if you would. I know you got a million things to do. He's oh. got my Eric's got nothing to do. <laughs> He's here all the time. Uh, hey, quick question. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. A quick question for Jesse. I didn't have time to bring it in. With Addison Russell now on uh, leave of absence or whatever. Administrative the, leave. Thank you, right. Yep. Who now is the defensive replacement in the eighth or ninth inning if the Cubs have a lead for Daniel Murphy at second? See, there's a lot of dominoes in place here, uh-huh. all right? So, Cubs are winning a big game or playoffs if they're in the playoffs and, you know, whatever happens. And all of a sudden, now you're up 5-2 uh, to two in the uh, eighth inning, and Daniel Murphy is just recently batted. So, you, so that's where Joe says, all right, Eddie, Addison, grab your glove, get into short. We're going to move Javi over for the uh, poor fielding Murphy at second. Def- Oh, they don't have one. Yeah, do that. You, yep. you know what? Bodie, maybe. Hap, maybe. Zobrist, maybe. maybe. Lestella, maybe. Probably not any of them. Fred, you were saying Bodie. Probably yeah, maybe Bodie. Fall. I mean, we know Bodie can play, do a great job at third base. Maybe can yeah. he, he can do similar at second. To be honest with you, I'd, I'd start Bodie at second base today just to get an idea. Good idea. Well, um, you, maybe you wouldn't but today. I know what you're saying. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't today because it's, a, you know, it's, it's against. But tomorrow against Rodon, start you, Bodie at, at second base tomorrow. Or if you get that magic number down, down, down where you feel you have a cushion starting him. But you're exactly yeah, right. Murphy's Someone, hot. You want, you want to yeah. bet Murphy today against Giolito. So but Tomorrow, well, he could DH. Right. But Schwarz, why would Schwarz be DH? Yeah. Well, uh, I he, don't know why. Well, today against Giolito, he probably would. And the other Lefty thing, Giolito. without Russell, uh, you have no backup shortstop. That means, in effect, the Bodie. I, I, well, <laughs> Bodie yeah. Bodie's a jack of all trades. He can do the thing where he plays the ground ball to Bodie. He flips to Bodie over to Bodie. <laughs> he can play uh, like one position each inning, like the old nine inning yeah. position trick. Sure. But this means basically. Baez has to play every inning of the entire playoffs. So from if now get on, there. right? From here on no out, one else to put it at shortstop. Well, I want to apologize, everyone on hold. I didn't have a chance. We have a short show. Greg from Crown Point, happy to visit with you next week. We'll be here for three hours next week. Want to plenty to talk about. All our guest, Jesse Rogers. Yes. Good job, Jesse. Eric Ostrowski for all of his help. He'll be with me tomorrow when I'm here with Mongo getting you ready for Bears and Cardinals tomorrow at 325 kick. Tomorrow. We're here from 9 till noon no, tomorrow. No, have another beer. Don't bother me. And uh, great time last night with all my Lions Township High School classmates and again tonight. So, good luck, Cubs. White Sox, Lucas Giolito, just get out of the first inning, would you? <laughs> Schwab's hit the ball, would you? And uh, Quintana. You're not going to start for a while. Maybe they'll be locked up by then. Magic number zero. Now Quintana gets to start. Murph and Fred saying thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. 
Notre Dame football next. See you later, everybody.